Jonas and Jamar. Podcast. It'll get you feeling good. Chum 104.5. Horoscopes. Aries. It is important for you to rest. Don't be afraid to leave some tasks for later, even though you have a long list. Today, stay home unless you can't avoid it. Accidents are more likely to occur when you are distracted. This weekend, get those little chores done. Taurus. Your attitude will be positive throughout the day. This guide will help you finish all the tasks on your list this weekend. Enjoy your weekend and keep a smile on your face. Gemini. Your chaotic life will gain some clarity today. Enjoy your evening tonight and rest up. There is no need to go out when you have so much on your mind. This weekend, spend some time with friends who can help you. Cancer. The key to success in business is confidence in your abilities. Be skeptical of everything. Take the time today and this weekend to think about your next moves before you dive in. Leo. You may not have the finances you'd like, but that won't stop you from enjoying the weekend. Today will remind you that you're more than your bank account and to show people you don't have to be rich to have a good life. Virgo. This weekend will be filled with fun and good times. A change of pace will be nice after so much hard work. Libra. It would be best if you spent today and the weekend alone. Your household is tense for some reason. You should let your family members fight it out amongst themselves and focus this weekend on what's good for you. Scorpio. You may feel as if you are on edge and ready to pounce at any moment. The influence of today's energies can help you strengthen your most significant relationships. Make sure you are present not only today, but also this weekend by putting all of your work on hold. Sagittarius. Spend the day and the weekend thinking about ways to improve your relationships. You won't regret it. Capricorn. You may feel impatient if your superiors do not keep their promises. In spite of uncomfortable negotiations, you don't have to be afraid to ask for fair compensation or a promotion. Spend today and the weekend thinking about how to proceed. Aquarius. Today is not the time to dwell on regrets. Focus on the present instead of worrying about the past. You'll be able to completely move on and enjoy the rest of the weekend if you let go of your past troubles and mistakes. Pisces. Today will show you how your daily life needs to improve. You've been feeling stuck in the same place. This weekend, you're going to be in a better mood since that boring cycle is now over. And those are your Friday morning horoscopes. If you want to read them again, head on over to chat1045.com and click on the Marilyn Dennis and Jamar page. Wake up, wake up. When you wake up in the morning. Marilyn Dennis and Jamar. In the morning. Chum 104.5. This guy, this guy's amazing. It's a guy in Brazil um, named Walter Orthman. Walter Orthman just turned 100 uh, years old this month. Um, And he just set a world record for longest career at the same company. He started working at the company he works at, a textile uh, company. Yeah. He started working there at the age of 15. Oh, my gosh. Started where? Um, He started in the mailroom. Uh-huh. And he worked his way up in the mailroom, uh-huh. went to sales, and now he's the sales manager. He's been doing this job for 84 years. 84 years? Must love that job. Must love that job. He's got to love it. No plans or to retire? A, or else he's a glutton for punishment. No uh-huh. no, no, uh, no retirement plans in, in future or in sight. Um, 84 years for the same company. So everyone right now should think... Since you were 15, how many different companies have you worked? I can't even count. I mean, gosh, I I definitely, first I was 15, I definitely missed some things. How many companies have you worked for? for? Um, He's worked for one. And now that he has broken the record for longest time at yeah. a company. Yeah. Every single day he's breaking his own record because he's there another day yeah. past the longest time. And if he wasn't doing a great job, he wouldn't be there. 
Sure. Like if he wasn't doing sales and bringing in some income, they would say, listen, it's really nice to working with you, but it's time to go. I mean, in 84 years also, think about all the things that he's dodged, oh, all man. the economic changes. I'm sure, I don't know, there may, may have been a merger or something. You know, usually no. you get people uh, get fired when the companies merge. Right, they get new management to new come management. In. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, they downsize yeah. and they trim the fat off of the off of the, and the, the workforce. And technology has changed dramatically. Another thing. He's had to learn how to do that, too. Gets computered out, yeah. AI'd out. Right. Automated out. Like, all the things that could really eliminate someone's job. I mean, yeah. he hasn't done anything inappropriate. No. Hasn't called anyone any names or touched anyone in any places. <laughs> like, he's dodged all of it, and, and he's still there. After he's still there, and he drives himself... Of- that, that's a, a feat. That is a great. I didn't touch anyone for 84 years. <laughs> These days, that's a great thing to, you know, you should get the, uh, I didn't touch anyone. I didn't touch anyone, yeah. But he, apparently, he still drives himself to work. That's an independent kind of guy. Yeah, I like But so long as you ever work for any company. Uh, uh, I would say. 10? Uh, about maybe 10 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah 10 yeah, years is yeah. probably the longest I've ever worked for a company. Uh, you? On this station? Yeah. 36. Wow, 36 years. Yeah. 36 years. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah. That's that's impressive. Thanks. Not many people can say that. Obviously, we're talking about one of them. Yeah, yeah. But, but 36 years with one company is incredible. Well, I've got goals now. Right? right? I got goals. I'm going to still drive myself to work, which is good. Yes. Right? It's all right. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's really unheard of now that, because especially it's post-pandemic. Yeah. How many things have changed? Like you said, downsizing, mergers, acquisitions. I don't want to do this anymore. You know, this great resignation, this guy, that doesn't even come into his mind. He loves what he does. He's got purpose. He's still good at it. He stayed with the times. Those, those are, that's pretty impressive. Well, it's a fantastic stat. Yeah. For anyone who's even close, uh, like yourself, fantastic statistic. <laughs> Thank close you very like much. Yourself. I mean, that's as close as it gets, really. True. Yeah. Uh, anyway, if you're uh, working at a company longer than, say, 50 years, let us know. Toronto's Feel Good Morning Show. It's Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Chum 104.5. I was just sent information. I don't know if this is a, a message you're trying to send to me, uh, but Marilyn sent me a, an article about the world's first pre-drinking pill. Uh, the pre-drinking pill, which claims to stop alcohol hangovers. Right. And I sent that to you and Azalea because I know there's a lot of things happening. It's and a pretty I, active month. Yeah. It is. And I thought, you know, well, if there's a little something that will help along the way, maybe this pill would be the one. What do you think? I appreciate that. Uh, <laughs> it's brand new. And I'm actually surprised that this isn't this isn't come out earlier. Like, why is it just now happening? Well, I think because they're test driving it and not and they're just worried about the, 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 the amount of people that they've tested. They think, well, it's it's. it's it's getting there, but there's a small group of people, and uh, they're not sure if it's a large enough group to say, hey, we're going to sell it worldwide. Okay. Uh, a company out of Sweden called Merkel yeah. uh, apparently claims that when you take these two pills at least an hour before your drinking event, mm-hmm. the pills use a couple types of bacteria to break down the alcohol in your gut so that your liver doesn't have to do all the work. Uh-huh. That's usually what causes those extreme hangovers, all that... Uh, Liver, liver work, overworked, overworked yeah, liver, yeah. and then you wake up and like, uh, what's going on? What's going on, and so those remnants stay with you. So they're saying if this d- works, and they claim that it does, that you won't have a headache the next day. It'll, it'll, the pill apparently uh, t- transforms seventy percent of the alcohol in your wow. body after sixty minutes. 
changing it into nothing but water and carbon dioxide. Right. So all you have to do is take two pills at least an hour before drinking, uh, drinking, <laughs> and then uh, then they'll uh, those bacteria will fight. Those little Pac-Men will fight that. Now, I mean, you know, they're still test driving it, and they're just saying, you know, hang on to that one. But I, maybe think about clinical try trial aside. Yeah. What do you two crazy festival people do? <laughs> Do uh, you do anything before you go drinking? I don't do anything before. I have okay. a little, uh, what I call a foolproof method afterwards. Um, the night when I get home, yeah, I'll take two glasses of water. I'll drink those. And then I'll eat two slices of bread. That's what I usually do. Okay. I think it tends to work. It takes the edge off a little bit in the morning. You? I try to always eat, make sure I ate a full meal before I go out. Before and then when I get home, I'll probably pop two Advils, drink some water, and uh, that's pretty much it. Make sure I have some coconut water for the next day. Yeah. And but what if those electrolytes in? You, you actually go and buy bread. Yeah, I will actually go buy bread. bread in her house. Yeah, I don't Farm. keep bread in my house because yeah. it's just going to go to waste. So I'll say, maybe I need a bagel or maybe I need something to soak yeah. up the alcohol yeah. Yeah. if I forget to take the Advil or whatever. Okay. Day. All right. Well, there you go. Yeah. Well, let us know what your hangover uh, remedy, remedy is. Get, get, get up, 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 Wake up, Toronto. It's Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Come on. Get, get up, up, up. On Jum. Have you ever heard the uh, two, two, two rule? The two-two-two rule for keeping your relationship or your marriage happy. Um, why don't you text us and let us know what your key to a happy marriage is. And we'll also tell you about the two-two-two rule. It goes like this. You do these two things all the time. Right. First is two date nights every two weeks. And that doesn't mean, as Jamar and I discussed earlier, that doesn't mean you have to go out and purchase anything. You can, whatever food you have there, you just have some quiet time with one another. You could even call it two dates a month. Two dates a month. Two dates a month. Two dates a month. Like it could be on a Wednesday night. It could be on a, a Sunday afternoon. It could be a picnic in the park. It could be, you know what I'm saying? Just having a, a movie. How about this? How about that? The average couple probably doesn't even do that. I know, but you have to, they're saying that if you can do it, according to your budget, just do it. Just so you have time alone together. Okay. That's the first two. Okay. The second two says two weekends away every two months. So let's say January to February, four weeks, two of those four weeks, you should have had weekends away. No, eight, eight weeks, four weeks in each month. Yeah, so two of those eight weeks should have been spent away. They say weekends. Right, right, right. What do you think about that? Well, that is a tough one if you're a parent. It says uh -huh. if you can't swing it, just something a little bit more special than a normal date night. I say, does that mean that he goes off for a weekend and I get to go off for a weekend? <laughs> I, and we miss each other and we come back? I think it's supposed to be spent together. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay. Because sometimes uh, that's good to, to have some time away from each other so you appreciate each other when you return. True. Yep. Um, the third of the twos is two full weeks away every two years. So every two years, you should have spent at least two full weeks away on vacation with each other. So let me run through the three twos again, the two, two, two rule. Without your kids. Without your kids. Without your kids. Without your kids. Mm -hmm. So here are the two, the three twos. Okay. First two is two date nights every two weeks. Um, the second two is a week and away every two months. And the third two is two full weeks away every two years. 
according to this study, they're saying this is the 222 rule, the key to a happy marriage. I feel like this is a lot to ask, even though it seems like it should should be able to happen. Yeah. I don't know how much people have having this much time. Well, I don't I agree with you. And they said like, you know, when you talk about the first one, the first two means a date night every two weeks or like two dates a month. It's a guideline. It's, it's, it, I guess what they're saying, too, guys, is if you are not even monitoring that, then it's never going to happen. So if you can get one in there, that would be good. It's like when you work out. Like, try to get a couple workouts in. You know what I'm saying? So let me ask you. It is sure. It is now month eight of this year. How many date weekends have you guys gone on? My husband and I? Yes. Well, we did a ton of them in New York. We were away in New York for a whole week. Okay, so you actually knocked out... Two of your full weeks yeah. already, so you got one week to go. Yeah. Okay. And that's going to happen over the next couple of weeks. Okay, so we would yell at, yeah, at least knock that out. Yeah, so it can't always, I, I hear what you're, I know what you're saying. Yeah, like. It can't, it can't be like every. But we're already eight months in. That's I what know, I'm trying right, to say. Right, like, yeah. you've got less than half yeah. the time to go. Because when I look at this, yeah. we haven't done any of this. Yeah, but you know, it's a good idea to say, what have we done? Yeah. Oh, that's not bad. We did that, that, and that. Yeah. And, or we could we do. Yeah. 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 I just, I just, I mean, uh, you know, so much is going on. And I know it's like coming out of lockdown, all that kind of stuff. But if you, if you use it as a guideline, I kind of like this idea because at least, you know, you're not doing every, you get locked into the everyday stuff. Uh-huh. Got to get a babysitter. Yeah. Got to go, just go to a patio. Yep. You know, you get something. Something. It's so easy to just get in yeah. your routine, your daily routine of doing the same old thing on before you know it a yeah. whole year's passed you haven't done anything exactly i haven't done any of these i'm looking at this i've spent none of this time so once again the three twos are two date nights every two weeks two weekends every two months two full weeks every two years realistic what do you think i think it can be realistic if you use it as a guideline and some it's, it's goals it's marriage goals check it out every day marilyn dennis and jamal in the Channel 104.5. Okay, so let's take another look at this 222 rule. Okay. Uh, a resounding no from the audience. Oh, really? Yeah. Really? And, now, and, we, and remember, I, you don't have to spend money. You can just do it at home. Go ahead. I, I don't know if it's really about the money, Marilyn. Uh, I think it's really about the time. Now, in theory, the... The, the 222 rule, which once again is two date nights every two weeks, two weekends away every two months, and two full weeks away every two years. These three twos, this article says, are the key to a happy marriage. Uh -huh. I think that people just don't have the time like to do this. Just like, get me out of here if no one has the time. They're significant. <laughs> you don't think, you, so you you don't think that you think it's unreasonable to say that you can spend this uh, people. No, uh, I think it's unreasonable to say that people don't have the time to do it. Yeah, don't tell me that. No. Okay, here's the deal. I, I, this one, I got, I got, I got, I got an argument. Okay, go ahead, go ahead. How come you find the time? Yeah. This is not you, but Jeff, I know but the, the to the, go the, golfing with your friends, and uh -oh. you can't find the time uh -oh. to set aside for just you and I. How come you? can go and plan thoroughly a girlfriend weekend, uh -huh. and you cannot find the time to spend with me. You got time to go to a club every weekend, but you can't spend time with I know what you're saying. Exactly. Let me let me formulate my, my rebuttal. It's because it's part of my routine. Well, I don't, I don't have a good rebuttal for this. I don't hear we. I, don't hear <laughs> I, I know. That's I what I'm saying. Um, I think 
here's the deal. A lot of people get so locked into the routines, yes. especially in a couple. Like a lot of times we in our heads, when you get home to your husband, your wife, girlfriend, yeah. boyfriend, whatever, yep. you count that as time together yes. when it's not the right time together, not the t- right type of time not together. special time together when you first got together. Yes. Right. Because when you were dating, mm-hmm. we'd call each other up, yeah. we'd make an appointment, like, hey, let's go out Friday night. Right, right, and right. that's like a, a specific, dedicated, yeah. concerted effort to go spend time. So, I want to tell you, that's absolutely right on. Yeah. And so, without spending a lot of money, yeah. my husband will say, hey, would you like to meet me in a half an hour in the backyard for a cocktail? Yeah. Love it. A little bit of music in the background. We, we talk about everything, except for the kids. Kids are off, yeah. off, off. They're not causing us any trouble anyway. But anyway, and we talk about other things. It's great. When we go out for dinner, very rarely, because, you know, we just don't. But we were in New York, for example, Jamar. We uh, we we tried to find as many bars to sit at yeah. to have a cocktail and a meal. And that was really fun. And that was great. And we got to talk about all sorts of stuff. And that was time. I mean, it was. I know it was New York. I know that. But it's just like, f- find a local place to go and just sit at a bar. Or if you don't drink, just set some time aside at a... At, look at how many great patios we have. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I, I hear you. I'm just looking realistically and I'm just indicting myself right now. Eight months in, if I were following this 2 okay. two rule, yeah. I've done half of one of these. So... Half. I want you yeah. to make today a changing day. Let's so see. I like that sound like Dr. Phil. <laughs> <laughs> and I want you to think about... In August, kind of, because the weather's still good. Okay. Kind of do one. Do one of each. Okay. One of each. That's it. I'm leaving for two weeks tomorrow. Uh, oh yeah, you are. Goodness. And, I, and you know what? And you know what? I want to hear at least one or two dates in a patio outside, of, like doing doing something. Okay. Traveling somewhere. Do I have to? Yes, yes you do. <laughs> uh, Jen is on the line. Oh, Jen, hey. Jen, two, two, two rule. Um, how do you feel about this? Is it realistic? Hello? Hi, Jen. Hi, Jen. Hi. Yes. Is, is, the, is the two, two, two rule realistic? Yes, it is. Well, in our world, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We don't necessarily go out every two weeks. Right. But we put the kids to bed. We have small children. And we spend that time together as adults. Like, we have an adult dinner. We play an adult game or um, watch a movie together Good. and spend the time just the two of us. And we're lucky because both sets of our parents, so the grandparents, mm-hmm. take the children once a month. She makes you a very good point because a lot of people who, like, I'm telling you, resounding no's on the 2 to 2 rules when we ask the audience, but your point is the same as Marilyn's point where you say it does not have to be leave the house, go to a restaurant, go on a vacation. Right, right. It's just spend a moment where you say this is different. We're going to do something different together right now, even if it's at home. And you're lucky that you have both sets of parents that can take the children like an overnight. Uh, I did not have that when I moved to good old Toronto, Mm. but I did have two really great friends who had kids that were Adam's age, and we would do that. We would twice a week take each other's kids. You have the kids this week. I have the kids next week. And once a month, we tried to. Sometimes it didn't work. Can you take care of Adam and have a sleepover with Ryan so that I can go out? Mm. And then same same thing happened. Mm -hmm. So if you if you you're right, Jen. If you sit down and you think about it, it can be done at least once, right? Once a yeah. month. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Time to sit down and have a talk with your better better half. Okay. What can we do about okay. this? Because it it really does make your relationship whole. I think. Do it. Yeah. What's trending in Toronto? What's trending? Let me know. Let me know. Let me
While Steve Martin is retiring, well, at least he's contemplating it, he's been in the industry for more than 60 years. And I think my first introduction to Steve Martin was Father of the Bride. And that came out in 1991. And he's just still going strong in 2022, especially with the success of Only Murders in the Building alongside Selena Gomez and Martin Short. I think we should just hit him with the charm. Good. Excellent. So I'll take the lead on this. Excuse me? Well, I can turn on the charm. Is it on now? It's just warming up. If you have never watched Only Murders in the Building, I highly, highly recommend it. It is hilarious. I binged the entire first season. It's currently in its second, and the third one is on its way. And we here at the Chum Morning Show, we're all about giving people their flowers while they're here to receive them. So Steve Martin has five Grammys, six Golden Globe Award nominations, two Tony Award noms, 12 Primetime Emmy Award noms, two People's Choice Awards, four Critics' Choice Awards, and so much more. He's also, if you didn't know, an accomplished banjo player and a singer with eight albums, which is news to me because I didn't know that. <laughs> Lenny is looking at me like she didn't know that either. I, um, if you knew that, just text us, 104536. Let me know. What is your favorite Steve Martin song? He also hosted SNL 15 times. His last time was in 2009. So his thought is after Only Murders in the Building raps, he's calling it a rap too. But on the bright side, like I said, there's still a season three on the way for that show. So we won't have to say goodbye just yet. In some movie news, there has been a lot reported about the new Joker movie. We now know that it is, in fact, going to be a musical. Joaquin Phoenix is reprising his role as Arthur Fleck, a.k.a. Joker. And Lady Gaga is also on board as Harlequin. So the latest news here is that the budget for this movie is rumored to be three times higher than the first one. So it's now going to cost $150 million to produce here. Joaquin will be paid $20 million. Lady Gaga will be paid $10 million. And, but quickly back to it being a musical, which has considerably thrown me off in a huge way. Um, because I just, I don't understand how could this movie could be a musical. But what they're saying is it's going to be a lot more like A Star is Born and less like In the Heights. So if you know musicals already, you know the two of those. And if we're comparing it to A Star is Born, I can kind of see how this may work. So if that helps you visualize it a little bit better, I hope so. I hope it does. Get, get up, get, get up. So we were talking about Julia Garner, who we know from... Uh, uh, Ozark, most, most Ozark, likely. Yeah, yeah. yeah, curly-haired uh, actress. Been in so many great things. Inventing Anna, too. Um, how much she looks like young Madonna you know, during that, uh, during those early days and how she's going to play Madonna, most likely. And it got me to thinking about uh, actors who play famous people in the movies, did a good job, but they really look like them a little bit, like Selma Hayek as Frida Kahlo. That's a good one. That was really That's good. That's a really good one. Yeah. Yeah. Rami Malek as Freddie Mercury. He nailed the look. Nailed it. Wouldn't you say? Nailed everything. Yeah, he definitely. Everything. He got that right. Like that first scene when he's going into the Live Aid concert, the way he walked, the way he took the, the microphone, the way he strutted uh, on stage. It was, I thought, this movie's going to be great. And then we went back in time, right? So they started with that one, and then they went back in time with Rami Malek and uh, the life of uh, Freddie Mercury. This one, to me, was worth the Oscar. Okay. 
Eddie Redmayne as Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Wow. That one was. I mean, that's a tough one to do too, because he has right. to do. All, I mean, he has to really. I mean, not many people live that life. No. That condition, and right. he had to really go deep to get that one. A really go deep on this yeah, one. Yeah. It was pretty fantastic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, uh, and in, some of these people are no longer alive, and so this one is definitely gone. Daniel Day Lewis is still alive, but he played Abraham Lincoln. Doing Lincoln, yeah. Boy, that was good. That was very good. Remember, he's a British actor. Or he's, you know, he's got an accent. That's, that, that's always uh, impressive to watch, too. Wow, and he looks like him. Yep. He looks, he's tall like him. He, and, you know, and, and you, all you had were photographs of him. So he was only imagining how he was going to speak. I, I remember him in an interview. All right, next one. Okay. Gary Oldman as Winston Churchill in Darkest Hour. How crazy was that? Like, he looks unrecognizable, actually. Like, you can't even see Gary Oldman. He does those roles a lot. So good. And uh, did you see that movie? Because if you haven't... Uh, I, haven't it, see, I haven't seen the movie. You'll but love like, it. I've seen the clips, and I'm like, wow, yeah. that's yeah. Churchill. This is about just Churchill during World War II and dealing with Roosevelt. That in itself was magical. Okay, next one. Battle of the Sexes when Steve Carell played Bobby Riggs. Looked like him, talked like him, walked like him, played tennis like him. Yep. there. Steve Carell's another great one. Very, very good. Mm-hmm. Did you see the movie um, Vice um, when Christian Bale played Dick Cheney? Yes. Okay. Another one. Christian Bale in that Dick Cheney makeup. It's like, where's Christian Bale in there? Right. That's a good one. That's a good one. So good. So good. Um, James Dean, the movie. Uh, I don't know if you saw that movie. I, I didn't see it, but it, I'm looking at just the static shot here. James Franco as James Dean. With a very specific look. Oh. Do you think James Franco got it? I think well, James Franco already has those kind of like, yeah. you know, like heartthrob type of, you know, the haircut, the the kind of chiseled face or right. just the angular face. Yeah. James Dean, that's, you know, that's what you get when you're, when you're looking at James Dean. So that was a good cast. Very good one. Sean Penn is Harvey and Milk. Okay. Harvey Milk and Milk. That was such a great movie. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. This one, this is when I knew I fell in love with Robert Downey Jr. Okay. Charlie Chaplin. Yep. Boy, that was good. And very different from any of his other roles, too. Yeah, so good. Isn't that crazy? And the list goes on and on. I, and, you know, let's not forget J-Lo when she played uh, Selena. Selena, yeah. She did a really great job with that. Yeah, but so. I don't know if J-Lo looks like Selena personally. Well, early J-Lo does. Kind of? Okay. Early J-Lo. Kind of. I mean, I mean, you can go there, you know, the dark hair and stuff, but like... No, there was pre... pre Pre, pre, uh, oh pre, pre, oh pre work, gotcha. pre work. <laughs> Good point. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. In the morning, Chum one zero four five. You've got a lot of experience in road trips. Like that's your thing. I like it. Yeah. I know where to stop. I know where to pee. Uh huh. I know where to stretch. Uh huh. But I have a path. Like I know how to get to Cleveland and to Pittsburgh. Okay. Those are my road trip things. But you know, now as far as staying, I'm lucky because I don't. I don't need to stay at hotel because I have places to stay when I'm down there. Friends, family, etc. Yeah, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, although that might change post-COVID. Thank you for the reminder. Mm-hmm. But, um, but you know, you know, there's some really... Things have really gotten expensive when you want to stay at a hotel. Oh, yeah. Like, it's crazy, you know? Like, there's a... There's a um, there's a hotel that Lenny, you sent us this information she's producing this morning about that it has zero ratings. Now, I, I got to tell you something. What does that mean? 
Does that can. mean there's no toilet? It's a zero-star hotel, what correct? What is that? Correct. So, I did, I'll be honest, I didn't fully read. It was a very long article, but the picture... <laughs> oh, you're such a radio person. <laughs> <laughs> the picture showed a bed on a wooden platform, and there were... No doors, no walls, I'm no out. ceiling. It was just like wait, 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 wait. Bed. What part were you out? At? No doors. No doors. I was out before we started talking. <laughs> <laughs> Zero star hotel. Stars, no, she yeah. wants all the foofy, foofy. She I really want does. The foofy. Yeah. Yeah, I do. I get it. But like, what is the point of having if you don't have privacy? Right. That's ridiculous. So zero star means really. I was willing to hear a bed. Yeah. It's like glamping without the glamorous part of it. Okay. <laughs> I'm out. So it's unglamping. So what is your limit of what you would do? Like, I can stay. I Let me tell you something. I, I can't stay in a place with a nasty bathroom. Like, oh. if the bathroom has floors. Like, or yeah. Shared. Yeah. Or, like, <gasps> shared. I, I, I can even do shared, honestly. If it's clean. Uh, okay. I could do shared with people that I know. Yeah. You? It's not you ideal. With people that you don't know? Listen, I can do pretty much anything outside of dirty floors. Like, once the floor is dirty, okay. give me a stick of dynamite, blow the place up. Jamar, I, I forgot to tell you something that was really important that I said I've got to share with Jamar. Okay. On my vacation. Okay. The reason why people have mosaic tiles, uh, tiles, sorry, uh, sorry, in their shower, uh, in their shower, because it grips your feet. It's gross. But if you, I know, I know, I get you. It's nasty. I still get you. So if you don't have mosaic tile, uh, what happens is that you're, you you slide on the tile because the tile is very slippery. I understand. That's the reason why. I, I did not know that. Anyway. I know, but that mosaic, the, like, yeah. I just think of all the crud that's in the little crevices yeah. of all the tile grout. Yeah. No. See, what I do Deal when break. I go to a hotel, mm. if I sign up, I asked to see the bathroom first. Yep. Toronto's Feel Good Morning Show. It's Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. Jump 104.5. So apparently we did get contact from the, uh, the, from deep in inner space and mm -hmm. the message maybe said send nudes because that's what we've done. Uh, if you didn't hear, NASA has sent out, uh, illustrations of human forms into deep space in hopes to make contact with some other life forms that are interested in what's on our side of the We're galaxy. We're trying to lure them in. Lure them in we may with these two uh, dot matrix pictures, depictions of a human male and female naked. Let's take a look at the male and female. Mm -hmm. Not very impressive. Well, uh, yeah. If I might say so. Yeah, it's not... Uh, <laughs> How do we? I wouldn't say the best specimens that we have to offer. I, I don't think so either. Uh, but um, yeah, there's a guy and a girl, and uh, in addition to the uh, the naked man and woman in yeah. a dot matrix form, you also have an object falling downwards, uh, depicting gravity, which our Earth has. And on okay, the, that's what that. That's is. what you see those dots. Yes, I going know what that like, was. kind of cascading down. Yeah. I don't know how the aliens are going to figure that out, but that's supposed to be I like, hey, figure it out. fall over here. <laughs> I thought I got the man and the woman part, but I didn't get the big circle things falling into Earth. Mm -hmm. Okay. On the far right of this picture, we should post this. Is yeah, that, like, can we, we get that up. Yeah. Um, on the far right of the picture is the double helixes. Anybody remember from high school the double helixes? Yeah, 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 yeah. Represents DNA. The double helix, the two uh, strands of deoxy nucleic acid. Nucleic acid. Deoxy ribonucleic acid. Wow, like look at you. 
That went, you went deep on that. It is the one class I paid attention to. That's it's good. Science. But anyway, yeah, they should uh, depict some DNA to show that we are made up of uh, strands of DNA. So they've got this binary code, too. They, they think that's the closest thing to a universal language mm-hmm. to be sent up in space. That is wild. And also the two naked human figures are waving hello. Hi. It looks friendly. They look friendly, naked people. Hi. And, and then he doesn't have a smile on his face, but she does. Yeah. I always thought she was friendly in the couple. Well. You know, you know, couples, one is friendlier than the other. She's, <laughs> she's, the, she's the more welcoming yeah. one. So there you have it. There it is. So hopefully if the said <laughs> life forms see this, they'll know that, you know, uh, what goes up must come down here. And, uh, yeah. That's it's, us. We're luring them in with and, and showing them, hey, do, we, we have intelligent life down here. Do you really want um, extraterrestrials contacting us? Uh-huh. Okay, stop, turn up. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar. In the morning, morning. Jam 104.5. Yeah. Did you hear about the new worst that we claimed here in Toronto? We are the worst. And uh, if you're listening right now, please comment at 104.536 and let us know what you think about this. We are the worst city on planet Earth to navigate. The worst city. This is a, an official ranking, and we have outpaced cities like Hong Kong, oh. Madrid, Sao Paulo, um, Paris, New York City at number four, number three, Mexico City, number two, London, and the number one city, according to this study, number one ranked, the most confusing and the most hard to get around, a general headache to get around Toronto. We are number one. Does anybody relate to this on some level? Or there, what about our city is so hard to navigate, in your opinion? You could text us at 104536. I will tell you what I believe. Okay. I think one of the biggest problems downtown are the streetcars. And I, I hope it, no, no streetcar drivers are listening going, no, don't do that. Because I, I actually love the idea of the streetcars. They're very classic looking. It's kind of a throwback. Yeah. You know, it's a cool idea. You know, you're in Toronto when you see those, right? Yeah. They, yeah. It, like, that is a, a telltale sign of the city. But I just feel like the organization of them in the context of traffic is crazy. Yeah, if you got stuck behind them, I got stuck behind two of them early this morning. I think one was in training. I went, I love you, but move. Yeah, I know. Please move. Um, yeah, I, I, I do find that. I find that when, if thank God for waves, that's waves. Because if we didn't have that, I don't know what I would do. It would be natural to me, for me in a lot of cases to make a turn, like a right-hand turn. What is that? I like, don't understand That, that thing, he, you're talking about like where on some streets it's like, can't make a right here, you can't make a right. Like you go three, like over by Avenue Road coming up, uh, what? street is that? Um, I forget what road that is, but okay. coming up on Avenue and Davenport, all those roads. Avenue, Dav- yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't make any lefts. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, where, how do I get back to and where I want to go? If you didn't have ways, you would not know that. I, yeah. I would not know that. And prior to all this, uh, you know, this help that we are getting now with navigation, when I came to the city, I thought that the signs were way either not put in the right place. Okay. Or too late for me to make that decision. Yeah. Right. And and I thought, wait. On the highways especially, yes. right? Yes. yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. And, I'm like, and I was very nervous on the 401 and all the 400 uh, series. I'm okay with it now. But I'm like, I don't know the city. And by the time the turn was available, I was in the center, not in the ex- yep. like you know, yep. express instead where I need to I think that's a big deal for that a lot of people. That is a big deal for me. What about you, Azalea? 
I think in terms of walkability, if yeah. anybody has ever tried to get onto the path yes. and walk and figure out how to get to the Eaton Center or get somewhere uh, in the financial district, I know the path is the worst. I was able to navigate it when I used to work in the financial district, sure. and I felt superior <laughs> to everybody because I was like, I know my way around the path. Here's, here's but for anybody wanting to, yeah. Not easy. How do you know when you're on the path? I do, uh, See? I, I, I don't underground. Know. Underground. I know it's mall, underground, but I, was, I was definitely drunk partying one day <laughs> and walked the path and got lost in there and was trapped. Oh, that's it. I couldn't get out. I was like, how do I get out and of you this get labyrinth? Out, like, where am I? You know, yeah. Do you know what somebody said to me? I would park down there. I, I'm fearful of parking down there. Yeah. Anywhere near there to go on the path. Yeah. And they go, that's okay. Just like, just it's just turn left and go up the uh, whatever elevator near uh, the Tim Hortons. Do you know how many Tim Hortons are down there? <laughs> there are 7,000 of them. Okay, that, that's so like that a riddle. Help. It's like I'm trying to leave breadcrumbs. <laughs> yes. Okay, where are you? Where are you going? What? Yeah. So you have yes. to take note of things. You're like, it's, oh, okay. This is, is the Tim Hortons yeah. with the, yeah. the tea is flashing. <laughs> the tea is flashing. Okay, so here's the other thing about navigation. If you have your path that you take every day, Jamar, then you're okay. Yeah. But when you're asked to go to a function or something like that, I have a little anxiety. Sure. Even though I have ways on my side. Uh-huh. I really do. Yeah. So that that might be a telltale sign that yeah, it's tough to navigate. Yeah, for me it's the parking in that respect. Yes. But oh, uh, and all the parking signs. Yeah, those How are do pretty. You read those? Yeah, I don't know. those are pretty um, <laughs> tough. But why don't you tell us the toughest thing about Toronto in terms of navigation? Because according to this study, number one ranked the hardest city on earth to navigate. That is a pretty big statement, and let's see if it uh, rings true to you. So what is it that makes Toronto, according to the study, the hardest city on planet Earth, assuming there are no other cities in the universe? <laughs> it is the hardest city in the universe to navigate. That's a pretty big title. And, you know, I'm thinking about you, who have now been, you've been in the city now for four years. My yeah. husband, uh, maybe uh, maybe three years. Yeah. And little, this this is when you really notice it. This is when you go, okay, that bothers me. This is, like, every city's so different. Yeah. You've lived in New York. You've lived in Chicago. Yeah, yeah. You've lived in Miami. Oh, well, on that, on that note. Yeah. The, all those cities have number streets. Like, here... There's no rhyme or reason to the, the streets. You just know the names. And, like, in New York, you know, avenues go one way, streets go another, another way. way. So yeah. if you're 8th Avenue, yeah. 42nd Street, Helpful. you just, you just kind of know the grid. Here, you just have to know, like, Queen and John. It's just very random. Yeah, I remember saying to Roger Ashby, I said, what's the deal with Toronto? Because I was new from yeah, Calgary. Yeah. yeah. And he goes, what do you mean? I said, what do they run out of names? Avenue Road? <laughs> what the hell is that? And called? Road Avenue, right? That's just there should be someone. That, right. It's like, what happened? So, people, I, it's one of the many characteristics that make this place hard right. to navigate. Right. You're right. And when you're probably from here, you probably don't realize it. But to an outsider or to someone studying it, yeah. it probably seems really, um, really evident. Someone texted in Queen's Key. That is all. That area oh. is so wild. With the streetcars. You got these massive, like, dinosaur-looking machines crossing in every direction. Yeah, yeah. I've seen cars go down the streetcar tunnel that have to reverse back up. That's pretty wild. It is. Yeah. Uh, 
It makes yeah. things pretty dicey. If you're not from here, you can make some really big mistakes. Just jumping over those big uh, concrete slabs that kind of uh, separate the streetcars from yeah. the, uh, the road. Mm-hmm. I've seen cars that are ground out on those. Oh, really? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And I, but do you get in the situation where, like, I was on St. Clair the other day. So they have that cement centerpiece. Yes. And then they got the, the you know, the cars there and everything. And I, I, and I, there's so many signs that I'm going, are you sure I say to Waze because we talk to each other <laughs> that I can make a U-turn? Are you sure that I can do it right, like right now? Yeah. I, I talk to it. Because there are so many signs about when you can, when you can't, all that kind of stuff. It's definitely uh, it's tough to dicey. Navigate. How do you how do you deal with the uh, the bicyclists? Terribly. The cyclists. Terrible. Yeah, that whole thing is another enigma to me. Um, I some, will be yelling in my car to myself, not at them. Yeah. But yelling, you're not a car. <laughs> they think they're cars. You're, you're some, not a car. You're someone, not a car. Yeah. Someone just texted, it's yeah. the cyclists. They want to be treated like a car, but yeah. they follow pedestrian cues. I couldn't agree more. I mean, I don't ride a bike. But if I did ride a bike, I would I would keep in mind that I will never win the battle. Nor will you win the battle if you if you ride a bike and you don't wear a helmet. You will never, never win, win the battle. You right? won't even have time to talk about it because that'll be it for you. Yeah. It is amazing also on the bike lanes how they go the opposite direction of traffic. Sometimes, yes. I've, I, I almost seriously ran into somebody the other day and I thought, you, you're going the wrong way. And they don't care. They don't look at you. And I'm saying they. I think some of you are wonderful people. But I just worry about those that are not. And I think, you know, if you wear a helmet, at least you got something. But yeah, the bike lanes, I'm trying to I'm trying to understand them a little bit more. But you are not a car. So when you're driving down Queens, Queen Street. Right. You as a driver have to be careful of other cars, pedestrians, streetcars stopping to let passengers off in the middle of the road. If you're making a right, you can't clip a bicycle. I mean, that's a that's a lot of responsibility for a car. All at once. Wait, have you clipped a bicycle? No, 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 no. Oh. I'm going. I'm going up to go through the University of Toronto. Yeah. And making a left on College to go to St. George. Uh huh. And I do that a lot. And I'm really trying to get used to because I that's one of my roots. And I go, I turn the radio down and talk to myself. Okay, is it clear? Is it clear? Yep. Is it clear? I'm okay, make it right now. No. Yep. Like I, I have to turn the sound down to make the commitment to make the turn to make sure everything is clear to go. I would be the worst cyclist because I would I would literally stop at every corner before I cross the intersection. I just wouldn't trust it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One mistake and you're like head over heels over over the hood of a car. Mm, 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 Yes, you are. Right? For sure. Yeah. So scary. I don't know. Um, It seems to uh, ring true here. Toronto is, according to the study, the most hard city to navigate on earth. And we people did. don't follow the rules. We are number one. We're number one. Do it. What's trending in Toronto? What's trending? Let me know, let me know. If you're looking for something to do this weekend, the Craft Beer Festival is on at Steam Whistle Brewing. They'll have 37 craft brewers, ciders, and seltzers for sampling. And keeping you hydrated since this weekend is going to be pretty hot. It's been on hiatus for two years like everything else, but it's nice to have these events back. Plus, we get to really support local. There will be food as well, obviously, and an outdoor dance party. Check out craftbeerfest.ca for more info. 
Another thing back for the first time since 2019 is Summerlicious. It kicks off today. I've been talking about this for weeks. It's an amazing way to taste some of the best restaurants the city has to offer. Over 200 of them are included, so there's definitely one close to you. They do three-course meals for really great prices, and this is just another way to support and revive our restaurant industry. I went to an Italian restaurant on Bloor Street yesterday called Sugo. Check out my Instagram story to see photos at Azalea Zoe. And Sugo means sauce in Italian. And let me tell you, they definitely got the sauce. I had deep fried lasagna as an appetizer to my massive spaghetti dinner. It was amazing. Add that to your list. You can visit toronto.ca to find more restaurants participating near you. Now, if you are into roller coasters and spinning really, really fast, well, Canada's Wonderland is building two new rides. The first one is called the Tundra Twister. It's a 360-degree spinning swing ride with twisting gondola arms. And the really cool or scary thing is that this ride is the only one of its kind in the entire world. You're going to be flung into the air about 154 feet in the air at speeds of 75 kilometers an hour. My stomach already can't handle this. They're going to start building it this fall and it's going to be completed by the spring. So yes, it'll be ready for you by summer 2023. The other ride, which I feel like I maybe should have started with because it's not as exciting, Snoopy's Racing Railway for the Kitties. And that's what's trending. I'm Azalea Hart. Get, get up, get, get up. Five. Correct spelling, punctuation, cursive. <laughs> just, these are just some, among the, some of the things that are leaving the younger generations, um, you know, because of the generation churn, if you will. Yeah. But Marilyn, um, do, you, do you sing your granddaughter any lullabies or any, like, uh, children's songs? Yeah, I do. Twinkle, twinkle. Twinkle, twinkle. That's a, that's a good one. That really does put her to sleep. I'm not and, saying and I know, put her to sleep, but the song you, does. You know all the words to Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. I, I, I know that one. But there's some other ones I, I haven't really attempted because I kind of make up my own lyrics. Uh, uh, all right. Prepare to be wowed. Okay. And shocked and awed. Sure. Uh, there was a recent poll of uh, 2,000 millennial parents. Uh-huh. 55% of them did not the com- know the words completely to Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. No way. Up, yeah, up, they, said they the just, they just weren't, they weren't familiar enough with the song to f- complete the song. <laughs> well, it's a very and simple song. Up above the world, so? Like high. a high, like, like a, diamond a diamond in the sky. sky. Okay, that's it. it. I was scared for a second. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 53% of those same parents didn't even know the words to Baba Black Sheep. Oh, yeah. That one, that one I didn't know too much about until I heard uh, Everly sing it in the, in the, in the uh, back seat of the car. Yeah. I went, oh, there's an old. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Three bags full. Right. One right. for the master. One, one for, for the dame. Oh, the dame. One for the little. One for the little boy that lives, lives down, down the lane. lane. Yeah. Yeah. It's an right. old school song now. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. Rockabye Baby is always disturbing to me. Uh, yeah, that was scary. Rockabye Baby on the treetop. When the bow breaks, the cradle will. Yeah. Fall. Well, well, you uh, uh, rock, rock away on the treetop. Uh, uh, when the wind, uh, when the wind blows, the cradle will, will rock. rock. When, when the bell breaks, breaks, the cradle, cradle will, fall, will fall, and down will come, down will come baby. Uh, cradle and all. Oh, that's yeah. not happy. Yeah, yeah that's not all. Call the authorities on that. Marilyn, Dennis, and Jamar podcast. Chum one zero four five podcast.